Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Spirit Talkers. Joining us for a very, very... Yoda has something to say. (laughs) (laughs) For a very, very... Oh, he's getting impatient now. Very, very spooky Halloween episode with the Spirit Talkers. So thank you for joining us, everyone, tuning in. <laughs> Yoda's happy now. He is happy right now. <laughs> this man's going crazy, bro. The spirits are in that mask. Chris is Yoda. Mm. He is Yoda for our Halloween episode, and I guess I'm some kind of ghoul. I don't know. I just found this mask at Dollar General, so it's a really uh, it's a skeleton type of. I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. Some kind of mask, but it's breathable. I can breathe. I'm able to talk in it. So <laughs> I know. Last year I was a uh, wizard. An indigenous mm. wizard last year. And Chris was the... You were like... The most evilest spirit out there. In the house. Mm-hmm. But you kind of lightened it up this year with Yoda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In that meeting doing that. <laughs> Agreeing with that story. <laughs> Man, I can't breathe in here though. I don't, don't like that. No. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> we thought we'd bring you some, I guess, Halloween experiences, stories. Haunted houses, if we've been to them, maybe talk some movies. Just a fun episode for today. Yep. I know we've gotten a few stories coming in, and we sure appreciate it. And I know all of you guys probably had your own Halloween experiences, and uh, that's what this show is all about. So, yeah, yeah, we're gonna. We have some listener stories too that came in, and then. Yeah, and then we'll just we'll just hang out, chat. Chris is done being Yoda. <laughs> now I'm getting real scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wearing that mask on a classic wolf podcast when he had me on. And I just kept moving that mouth. It goes <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool though. I like that. That's pretty awesome. I found that at the uh, thrift store here. And it was still in the package, and I just took it out of the package. 
When I when I saw that it could make noises and laugh around and stuff, I was like, I gotta have that. So I went and bought it for like five bucks. Five bucks? Yeah, it was still in a package too. I should have kept it in a package, but I just took it out and started wearing it around. Dang. <laughs> I wanna I wanna wear that at the drum. Be sitting there. <laughs> oh, look like that old head. No. <laughs> But yeah, go check out your local thrift stores. They might have some cool stuff. And then we got a Deadpool mask here. I thought about doing that, but then I was like, eh, I'm going to wear this one. Because I, I spent forever trying to find this mask everywhere. And the only place they had it was in Owasso. This one don't talk, though, does it? No, that's just a regular, just a mask. If it did talk, it was probably, it'd probably be dirty because that's Deadpool. Oh, yeah. His yeah. dirty mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Dang that guy. No. But did you have a Chris? Did you have a story, Chris? Did you have a Chris? Yeah. Show did. No. Yes, um, I was uh, I was told this story, you know, and uh, but first of all, I wanted to, you know, this past week, you know, we we went to uh, Chef Nico's place at Burning oh. Cedar Wellness, Sovereign Wellness, Sovereign Wellness, yeah. and uh, well, I want I want to really uh, say nephew over there really did a good job. I mean, he helped the crowd, he told stories. He sung, he danced, he did everything you can do to entertain a crowd. And boy, I tell you what, he really impressed me that night. I mean, he he captivated the audience. And uh, then he even told some stories that spooked me. So, again, if you weren't there, you sure missed out. So, again, I appreciate that. You did a good job that night. Thank you. I Yeah. Um, shout out to Nico. Thank you for having us and oh, wanting yeah. us there for a fireside spooky event that you put on. And that is uh Burning Cedar Sovereign Wellness. Uh go check them out on Facebook, Instagram, uh the website and that's Chef Nico. So, but yeah, what'd you think, Chris? Some scary stories happened that whole night? Oh yeah, there was there was a lot of spooky stories that night. It seemed like every uh storyteller that got up, you know, had their own uh, personal experience and it was just an amazing night and you know, the thing that was cool about it was it was raining that night and it just brought, you know, I don't know whether how you say it, ambiance yeah. to the to the program and man, it was just it was just all around spooky night and that's what halloween's all about you know and the thing about it is you know people i know like uh this past weekend i had a couple of shows you know uh canceled out you know and uh, due to the weather you know the weather was a little bit too much down this way and so i got i got x'd out got z'd this weekend and I was disappointed, you know, I sent out some posts, you know, I was wanting to do something spooky, and 
you know, of course, it was just last minute type thing. So I didn't really get to do much. You know, I asked around if was there were any haunted houses I could go to or even some of those, uh, I don't know what you call it, like the created haunted houses. I don't know, like the Hex House or, you know, stuff like that, you know, that was in the area. And I just got crickets. So <laughs> I guess there's nothing spooky around here in Tulsa. So. Don't come to Tulsa if you're looking for something spooky. So <laughs> I just say that much. So no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I, you know, again, I was, you know, trying to find something to do, you know, and I was just lost and pitiful. And, uh, you know, of course, I also asked, you know, if there was, you know, any haunted places to go to or whatever, you know, just trying to do something for Halloween and. If you guys know anything, send it in. You know, be more than happy to promote those things. And you know, I know a uh, long time ago, you know, uh, all these Indian communities they always had something going on for Halloween, and mm-hmm. and uh, some of my best uh, fond memories were going to some of these church haunted houses. You know, sometimes they were the best. You know. Again, they utilized, you know, kind of what you would say, native stories and local legend, I guess that's what you would call it. And so, you know, not only would you have like the Jason characters in some of these haunted houses, but you just have uh, the, I, I call it the original fear factor. You know, like you'd stick your hand in this hole and oh, uh, and you'd feel, you'd feel something uh Slimy, all it was was goulash, and <laughs> you take your hand out and it'd be all you know, you think it's blood or guts. And then later on, they'd serve that same dish to you later on with a <laughs> bowl of fry bread. So, you know, that was actually scary after you knew everybody put their hands in it, but <laughs> but uh, you know, I always had a blast, you know, and. This uh, story kind of reminds me, took me back, you know, to uh, these kind of times, you know, growing up, you know, amongst these churches here in Creek communities, Creek, Seminole, even up towards Cherokees, you know, they'd have these little churches, you know, doing activities. But this church, this uh, story happened around the Seminole area. And anyway, make a long story short, you know, they used to have these uh Oh, how you say like Halloween carnivals where they would have like a little haunted house and they'd have all these little games so kids could come and get candy and it was safe candy. And, you know, again, they would hear spooky stories and, you know, they'd get to eat and fellowship and, you know, it was all good. You know, everybody was, you know, in a good way. And and uh, anyway, to make this story short, you know, just kind of giving you that kind of information and at this church you know um this young lady said they that her and her family went and you know they were celebrating you know and and uh doing cakewalks and whatever and you know sometimes at these uh you know uh little activities you'd be suited up and you're your outfit, you know, and your costume, your Halloween costume, and a lot like this, you know, it's kind of hard to see and kind of hard to breathe, and, you know, you can't really, you know, uh, know exactly who who's who and, and what is what, you know, but this young lady said, you know, she was 
probably about seven or eight, you know, when this happened, they went to this church over there by Seminole, and they were going through these carnivals, and she met this little girl there, and, you know, she introduced herself, and, you know, they were trying to figure out who was who, because a lot of times at these churches, you know, you're related to somebody, and, but, you know, again, you know, she was playing with this little girl, and, you know, and anyway, and they, they was going through the haunted houses, and, they was doing all the Halloween games together. They always partnered up to do the Halloween games. And they were just having a good time, you know. And, um, of course, you know, everybody kind of, you know, stays kind of late. And anyway, uh, her and her folks, you know, they lived on the other side of Holdenville. So anyway, they, you know, they were, you know, having a good time. Pretty soon people were starting to leave. And anyway, uh her folks came over and told her, said, you know, it's about time for us to leave. And, you know, she, her and that little girl, you know, she goes, well, I'm sorry. You know, I got, you know, I got to go, but, you know, maybe I'll see you around. And she said, I want to introduce you to my folks. So she went and uh, introduced her to, you know, her folks and told her, you know, this is my friend. I met her here. And, you know, we had a good time. And she go, they go, okay, well, you go see her folks and shake her their hands and then we'll go and so anyway that little girl uh they go running outside the church and uh anyway uh they go towards like the back of the camp campgrounds and behind this camp house and she that little girl says well my folks i guess they've already taken off and she said, I guess I better go catch up with them. And she said, that little girl heads off into the uh, woods. And as she's walking through those woods, she just fades away. Whoa. Oh, man. That's terrifying, Chris. What would you do? Would you follow them? Dang, I think I would have. No. Would you? <laughs> I said, dang, teach me that. No. <laughs> I would have thought, man, that must be some Seminole mojo right there. But, you know, uh, uh, you know, when she was telling me that, you know, again, you know, you have to kind of grow up around, you know, that area to understand that story. You know, I know myself, you know, I've had weird experiences on Halloween at some of these Halloween carnivals myself, uh, I don't know if I should name this church or not, but it's over there uh, on the other side of Wetumpka. I want to say it's called Jaeger Mission. I don't know, but anyway, uh, my folks went over there, and and I was probably about ten or eleven, and uh, they asked asked you know for some of the kids to you know they wanted to volunteer to help in their little haunted house thing. And they had an old camp house type thing. It was a building, actually. It was, uh, I don't know what you call it, you know, where they fed everybody. And uh, anyway, they turned it into a haunted house. And they were just asking for people to come in and, you know, try to help scare people and stuff like that. So they would, they had us all meet in the middle and told us where to kind of hide and, you know, kind of where, where, what to do and stuff and Anyway, to make a long story short, you know, uh, they would turn off all the lights 
and then they would bring a crew of, of, of visitors through there and you know your job was to either pop a balloon or holler when they got close and you know try to scare them or they had these little rattles you know you would do that would you know try to scare people and anyway um i remember when they would turn the lights out i'd always see someone standing across from me and of course i was always excited you know because you know i was i always loved halloween you know scaring people getting scared and uh, they turned that light out, and I'd watch that other person, and, you know, he'd come out right when that first person comes and try to scare him. So I'd wait till they would go across, and then I would pop a balloon real loud, real fast, you know, try to give them that, that jump feeling. And when they come back on, lights come back on when they would go, I didn't see that guy. I didn't really think of anything about it, you know, and we did that all night. Uh, and then it was time to go home, but I never knew who that was that was standing across from me mm-hmm. doing that. And I'm like, I don't know, was he real or was he not? You know, again, but you know, even to this day, I remember asking a lot of those other kids and they didn't know who was in there with me. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of a uh, lights out. Have you watched that? Yeah. 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 When you turn the lights off and that part that ladies standing there yeah and then just when you turn it on they're gone yeah this guy he wasn't i mean he'd just jump out and scare them you know yeah he, you know he'd holler at them and they'd go on through you know screaming and hollering and then we'd wait for the next you know group they turned the lights on he wouldn't be there so i figured he probably ran to go get something to drink or go use the restroom or whatever but you know at the time i didn't really think about it till towards the end i started getting this you know who is this guy because every time they turn the lights on you know he he wouldn't be over there so you Whoa. know he might have been a real person but you know again i don't know <laughs> how long ago was that when you were man that was like i said about 10 11 years God. old so that was like i don't know dang 21 years ago no i'm just kidding but <laughs> It, it's it's been a while it's been a while but you know you always hear stories like that around halloween you know just kind of the i don't know the obvious type of scary stories but you know again you know i can't say whether it was paranormal or it was just a guy that can move pretty fast i don't know so mm. anyway so do you like haunted houses do you still like them yeah, I mean, I'll I'll go. I don't like the ones that grab you and stuff, but mm-hmm. I do like the ones that make you use your own imagination, or you know, they have good uh, special effects in them. Nowadays, man, I tell you what, some of them they got some pretty crazy special effects. Uh, I like that one in uh, at Frontier City. I can't remember what it's called, but that's pretty good. I've been to that one over there by Sperry. I can't remember what that one's called either, but what I like about them at Sperry, they have, um, what do you call it? Um, paintball. Oh, yeah. They'll have these zombies come out, and they, they got uh, you in the back of a truck, and you got these paintballs, and, you, you know, you're supposed to try to kill all those zombies before they get to the truck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you got a whole 
bunch of people in the back of that truck, so there's no way none of those zombies will get close. But, you know, again, I think that's pretty fun. So, yeah. But I haven't, I haven't been to that one in a while, so I don't know if they still do that or not. So, mm-hmm. I've heard of those where you shoot zombies and with the paintball guns. and There's one around here, I think, and I forgot about it until you just told me that. But I forgot the name of it, but it's like $20 for... The trip, like the whole, it's like a ride, I guess. And you're just riding through this trail and you're shooting zombies. And then it's like an extra 20 or something for more paintballs, like a hundred more paintballs. But it doesn't sound like enough because I know how fast the paintball mm-hmm. can, the ammunition can go. Oh, yeah. It's like, so I'm like, hey, only a hundred for 20. That's a lot. I'm broke. It's <laughs> <laughs> the free stuff at. <laughs> That's pretty exciting, though. I, I like stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think of some other haunted houses that I've gone to. I've, I've been to a lot of them. Um, I've been to uh, one long time ago in, um, I want to say it's, uh, um, might have been Muskogee or it might have been Fort Gibson, one or two. I can't remember. I just remember it was like an old school and I was probably about 15, maybe 16 years old. And I went up there with a group of friends. Anyway, uh, the thing I liked about it, that's when, uh, um, oh, he's, what's his name? Oh, uh, Jason first came out. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, and they had someone that looked just like him that was in the movies. And towards the end, he just comes around this corner. And then they have that music blasting, you know, his theme music, I guess. And Mm -hmm. then he takes off chasing you, you know, and of course, you know, everybody takes off, you know. But I I always thought that was pretty good because he was the only one that was realistic looking, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. That was pretty cool. So, I don't know. What I find is scary is probably not as scary to others, but... Yeah, I know some people think some things are scary, and I'm like, I'm looking at them like, oh, no. But, you know, but I just enjoy any any of that kind of stuff. I I really used to like those where you had to stick your hands, you know, Mm -hmm. in in stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. I thought that was always pretty cool. And I remember going to this one church, and I can't remember where this one was at. But the only thing they had was an old wooden casket sitting inside the uh, church. And you were supposed to walk by it. And when you walked by it, I mean, my heart would just be really pounding because I was expecting something to jump up or jump out. But they didn't have nothing in there. You know, you just had to walk by it. And, of course, it was a prop. It wasn't a real casket. But, you know, when you're young, you're sitting there thinking, dang, that looks real. But, Mm -hmm. you know. I always enjoyed stuff like that. You know, I always thought that was pretty cool. And, you know, if uh, they've got a pretty good haunted house, uh, I'll go to it just to, you know, check it out to get that that adrenaline rush, I guess you might say. So I don't know if anybody else is out there like that. <laughs> adrenaline junkie, Chris. I guess. I guess. I, I like that, man. <laughs> My my oldest brothers, you know, they'd always be mean to me, you know, and always be hateful. And, 
But when it came to Halloween and going to those haunted houses, they'd be over there crying around. You know, <laughs> man, go in there. You always being. Why well, can you be scared? No. <clears throat> yeah, I remember like growing up, they they used to have some at the women's building in Pawnee. Mm-hmm. They'd have some there. And then, but I remember those small ones, like just, just like the, the things you would talk about, like stick your hand in here. And just be like some slime or something or something crazy, and it's like, oh god, it's it's worms, but it's just like spaghetti, <laughs> just macaroni and tomatoes, <laughs> or like, I mean, just like these, and everything's made out of cardboard, and so much time and efforts put into those smaller uh, haunted attractions, and I remember those as a kid, and. I wasn't afraid because I knew who was there. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, oh, this ain't scary because I know everybody that's like trying to scare me and stuff. But the one I remember I went to when I was a kid, I, I don't know if it was Hex House or which one, but it might have been that one in Oklahoma City you were talking about. I don't know how long that one's been there, but I remember my dad took me to one, and it was a, it was a big haunted house and. They had like Freddy Krueger. They had Jason there. They had Pinhead from Hellraiser, mm. and they had like all these weird, like characters inside of there. And that one scared me. That one scared me because I was afraid of movies at the time. So I was I was afraid of Freddy Krueger and Hellraiser and uh, Jason. Like I was afraid of them and aliens. I think they had some aliens in there too. But the one thing that scared me was uh, it was at the last part of it, and I'll never forget it. And I was just like holding on to my dad at the time and we're just walking through and the last part we're like about to leave and exit and then whoever Freddy Krueger was at the time who played the, who played in that uh haunted house was very agile they jumped they they uh jumped down from the ceiling onto the ground mm. like a superhero would and he had those claws back mm. and he was like talking like Freddy and he was like, come here. <laughs> like, I was like, I was terrified. <laughs> See, so I, I, I would have loved that one. I, I, was, loved. I was probably like nine or eight when I when I saw that. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> Dang. But I wish I could remember the name of that one. Like, it's just, I remember that part of it. And I remember like these other characters I talked about. But that was the main part that terrified me. And scared me, and I, I'll never forget that for some reason. Just because I guess it was so scary back then. But yeah, that was. Uh, I wish I remember the name of it. It might have been Hicks House, but who knows? Yeah, to me those uh, smaller ones. You know, I remember I went to one, and I can't remember where it was at. But again, to me, this was what what was real scary was they had this look like a gorilla in this cage. And, of course, you know, you're walking up to it and you're looking. And, of course, you know, as soon as you look at it, it's, you know, they have those strobe lights on it. And, mm -hmm. you know, it starts walking up closer and closer to you. And then it gets to those bars and then he starts bending them (laughs) and he's starting to come through it. Man, I tell you what, I took off, boy. I was was gone, boy. I was out of there. But, you know, again, that's what I really liked. You know, to me, my my imagination was always pretty strong. And when I seen that, I was like, ah. You know, so. I had to go home and change my drawers. No, I'm just kidding. 
You double deuced it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they said, dang that guy. No. Those strobe lights always had a strange effect, too. Like, you would see something in those strobe lights, and it was just always like, I don't know. Just thinking about that stuff, it's like bringing back a lot of memories of just, just like, uh, I wouldn't say normal stuff, but simple stuff that would bring that fear out of you. Mm. Damn, my voice keeps cracking <coughs> to bring that fear out of you. Yeah, you had that deep voice during that time. So, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, top five haunted houses. Yeah. You know, uh, talking about haunted houses, too, though. One of my nieces last year, um, she was going to that university school here in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And uh, she got her and her little classmates, they do a fundraiser for the school. And, you know, they wanted to do a haunted house. So she was asking me, you know, if if you were to do it, what would you do? You know, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> of course, me being me, you know, again, I got a crazy imagination. So. You know, I, I was telling her, well, keep it simple, you know, and uh, I said, sometimes the more simple is more scary. And I, I told her, I said, what you want, really want to do is you want to watch this movie called The 13th Ghost. Mm-hmm. And what I told her was that they had uh, several characters in there that you could easily make. And I said, the one that I think is probably the most scary is that guy with that uh cage on his head the jackal i think that's what that's and uh so she was able to make that and uh, she was also the able to make that one that was a real tall the real tall one and uh oh yeah and so uh they really did a good job i got she she invited me over there to go watch it and Man, they did a good job, you know, over there, you know, doing that. And, man, I was blown away. But, yeah, that was my recommendation for a, a, a spooky, spooky haunted house type characters. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm looking up that movie right now. The Jackal. And I wish I had their pictures next to their names because they just have them normal. <laughs> like, they don't have them makeup. So, even more scary. I know that one. No, his eyeballs way over here. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But yeah, the jackal that one scared me because it looked like uh, the demon from Poltergeist with Mm. the cage on its head. Yeah, but I was younger when I saw that, so that's what it reminded me of. Was uh, Regan with a uh, cage on her head at the time? What was the name of that character that was real tall, kind of looked like Frankenstein character? What was that one called? I just know I remember them using like those zodiac signs, and but I can't I can't remember. So I don't have their because they go by nicknames, but on this they're actually giving them the real names of who. The ghosts are, I guess. But they all had nicknames. I remember that. 
Can you name them? I can't name the. I don't know the nicknames. I just know the Jackal. I know that. What is it? The mom and the son. He's like a giant baby. Oh yeah, that fat guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember him, and then uh, the torso. Yeah, that torso one. that would crawl around. And then I remember the the tall guy you're talking about. And then there's another guy with a sledgehammer. Yeah, that yeah. one was cool. He had uh, bolts and stuff in his head. And yeah, they, like Frankenstein almost. Yeah, it looked like he had those big old uh, nails in his head or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that that lady, she was the scorn lover. Oh, that little boy that had that uh, arrow in oh, his head. Oh, arrow in his head, right? Or his body or something? Or something like that. And uh, what was he called? All right, I found it. So we have the angry princess. That's the scorn lady with the knife. The hammer. That's the guy with the hammer. And then the pilgrims. What was the pilgrim look like? The pilgrims were. Oh, okay. Yeah, they kind of look like the jackal, but they don't have the cages on their head. And then the Torn Prince, I think he died in a car wreck or something. The Torso, the Bound Woman, I don't don't really remember her. The Withered Lover, so that's that guy's wife, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah, She died. And then the Great Child, that's who I was thinking of, that big guy. The, The Dire Mother. The firstborn son, which is that guy with the, the kid with the arrow on his head. Hmm. The juggernaut, that's the tall guy. Okay. The juggernaut. And then the jackal is who we just talked about. Dang, they were all pretty pretty spooky. Spooky characters. I, I think yeah. I, I loved that movie. That movie was awesome. I man, I always forget to watch that movie. I, I used to watch it all the time when it would come on all the time on HBO or Cinemax when I was younger and I'd just watch it, but it's not on anything now. You have to rent it. You have to rent it. But yeah, I think my favorites are the Jackal, the Juggernaut, the Pilgrims, the Hammer was pretty cool. That's probably it. It's probably my favorites in there. Well, I know uh, I got a story uh, that I want to play if I can get it to play right. Um, it's from Hannah Siri from Punka City. She's uh, Ponka, and uh, let's see if we can get this to play right. The first time I seen Ntakliwalu, dear woman, um, I live in Ponka country. I live in White Eagle, Oklahoma, and one time me and my ex had was was walking down to go visit somebody to go see if they would help with the car and on the way there he had warrants and he ended up getting taken into jail and I walked to my brother's house at the time was living down there at the apartments in White Eagle and I walked to his house and his friend ended up walking me home and it was night and when I started walking home he was walking a little ahead of me and when I looked over at the time that was before they had cleared out that new section down there at the power grounds. And I was walking along right there by the old mission. 
and when I looked to my left, I seen a woman standing there walking along the side of me just real slowly. She was really, really gorgeous, and I just looked at her. It kind of seemed like she had, like, a glow or something to her, and I was like, am I really seeing this? Because it was late. It was maybe about 11 o'clock. And I was walking, and I seen this, and I'm looking up ahead because I see my ex-uncle walking ahead of me a little bit. So I'm like, is he seeing this too? <laughs> I was like, am I just tripping out? Because I don't know. And so when I looked up there, I seen this lady walking alongside of me, and she's like walking at a distance. And so I'm looking at her, and she's got really long, pretty hair, and she don't look like she has any makeup or anything on and I look down and she's wearing a long skirt and I literally did not see no shoes I didn't see anything and I was like okay and I just kind of freaked out for a minute got quiet and I looked ahead and she was looking and then she looked over at my ex's uncle and she looked kind of concerned and then I kind of just turned my head the other way and she was gone within those few seconds and I just kind of looked around and I, I kind of started walking a little faster towards my ex's uncle like hey hold on because <laughs> we was getting ready to turn that quarter going by the mission and I was like man that was crazy I was like did I literally just see that the next story is about something that was bothering us in my household um this was about maybe a year ago before my mom had passed on she was in the nursing home and I was going back and forth to go see her and at the time I was still with one of my exes I was with my ex and he was staying here off and on he would stay here and then he would go to his mother's and when I went right before my mom went into the nursing home and she went into the hospital she was in the nursing home for rehab um she had something going on with her leg and she needed surgery and she ended up going for um, rehab in the nursing home. Um, me and her had both seen something following my ex. And I don't know what it was. I just know I was in the kitchen and I seen something. I seen him. I thought I seen him go outside with a black shirt and some jeans on. At the same time, my mother's seen him go out, too, because she had asked her for a cigarette. So she was like, hey. And we both looked at each other, kind of just startled. And I looked, and I went around the corner, because that's what I did. I had went around the corner, because I thought he was going to scare me. He always did that, ran around the corner and did that, like he was going to go out the front door, and he didn't. And so I looked at her, because I was like, you're not going to do this. And she looked at me, and she was like, where do you go? And she was like, I just seen him go out the front door. And we just looked at each other for a minute. Here he comes out of my room. And he's wearing a gray shirt, gray cargos. And we just looked at each other. And she said, you just went outside and you were wearing black. And I said the same thing. And he was like, that's weird. Because it looked just like him. And I literally, after she went to the nursing home, we started experiencing a lot of things going on in the household and like my son's animal doll would start going off I turn it off and it would be so crazy because I would switch it off I would 
I put it on the bed one time, and I remember he was in the crib, and I put him in there, and I remember walking to the kitchen, and I remember that thing going off, and I remember him screaming, and I went in there, and I grabbed him, and I brought him into the kitchen, and I was like, oh my goodness, and at the time, I was waiting for my ex to come home, and so I like woke up one morning with the Lord's Prayer, for some reason, I am not able to. I am not able to do the finished recordings on this. I'm gonna try my best to hurry up and finish this because, like, I don't know. Something keeps going on with my phone. That's crazy. Okay, so we went to the kitchen. We waited. I told him what happened when he came home. Um, next day, there was the Lord's Prayer, Caddy Corner, from where it originally was. I called my uncle, asked him why was it faced up the way it was. Because I asked my brother, did you do that? He said, no, I thought that maybe you did that. Or it foul or something. And you think it would be fall- it would be uh, leaning against the wall or something. It had foul over there. And so I later found out that, that it was my ex had something attached to him. That's why I really believe that people do carry spirits around with them. They carry good and bad. And... I prayed for him. I was praying for him. I found out about it because I was praying for him. And I was completely, he was completely faced away from me. I was praying on my stomach. He was completely faced away from me. And when I started praying for him, his whole entire face and everything, his just his head just turned completely looked at me like he had his eyes open. And it didn't even, like... He just looked at me, and it scared me because his eyes were closed. And then my uncle later found out, or later told me that it was whatever that was messing with him, was attached to him, was messing with us. That's why the Almo doll kept going off. And this happened for weeks, this Almo doll going off. My son would be completely scared of something in the house, and it was just a whole different energy and everything. Eventually, we ended up breaking up because I told him about it, and he didn't want to get anything done to get it away. And it was just splitting up our relationship and everything. So it, it, it was all right. Everything's okay now. Um, but it was just a really crazy time in, in that time period of everything going on. And I Siri, I want to say Weeblaha for that story. Oh, they so we had a mimicking spirit in there. Had a uh, just something attached to that guy, and crazy stuff, Chris. Yeah, that that Ponca City area and White Eagle in general. I tell you what, they got all kinds of spooky stuff. Um, this uh, Hannah Siri uh, that. Left this message, you know. I got a story on my TikTok that she sent me. It's on my TikTok and my Instagram. Um, and she shows a picture of her house. She's walking to her house and she stops and she sees this guy walking around her window or one of their windows and he just vanishes. And I've got that on my TikTok and Instagram. And so I I know she's got a lot of things. She's got tons of stories. And she's got a lot of videos and a lot of stuff that, you know, about her stories. She can, you know, how you say, 
she's got the information on her story so Mm -hmm. that's pretty awesome bring us bring us out there you might have to go go alone guy no (laughs) chris was just saying he wants to do spooky stuff (laughs) and then now he don't want to do it no i'm gonna be like everybody else no i'm just kidding no i'll go i'll go if she sends me an invite i'll be there i'll be there so if you listen hannah Get those eggs and bacon ready. We're coming. No. <laughs> no, White Eagle's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember being there at my aunt's house when I was younger. And then I was just scared to go outside. Just to hang out. <laughs> you know, they, they just got a lot of history there. I mean, there's just so much in that area. And even, you know, they have, uh, what is it? Carbon Black. They have... Uh, Know they call it East Roads or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I tell you what, I, I've done a couple of spooky story events up there, and I tell you what, that that is definitely an awesome place to go if you like the paranormal. I'll just say that much. Is that a what's that that housing park called in Oto where everyone lives? Oh, the village. Is that what that's called? The village. Yeah, I spent. I stayed there when I was younger too, with my aunt at my aunt's house, and man, it was scary there too at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear I've heard a lot of stories from uh, that place too, and you know, of course, that's got a lot of history too. You know, and it's uh, well, all these reservations, you know, they all have their own history. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, to me, you know, any of these reservations, they come out with stories. You know, I'm gonna believe it 100 percent because. I've been to most of these reservations, and you know I've experienced a lot of things. So, yeah, I had a. I sent that question out on ghost stories from the res. If anybody had any like Halloween type of things that happened to them, paranormal, cryptid wise, and we had somebody on here, uh, Victor Wildcat. Okay, yeah, he said, um. We on a spooky trail. We begin with fifteen. We took a break in an hour. It was dark, but had a, but had ice chest with sodas in it. Next break, we had fifty people taking a break. I was wondering who all these people. Who are all these people? Afterwards, we had a festival in the barn. There were only fifty adults total, with their families and young kids. So I'm like, I don't think all these adults were here, or I don't think all these adults here were uh, the people trying to scare everybody and we had real you know we had real spooky in the indian country then he said when we promoted a spook house in indian country they were hesitant because more uh spooks would show up than what's assigned to a room and only two supposed to be there when locals went through they would see three in there in those uh rooms that's what victor said on that page everyone go follow ghost stories from the res on facebook not follow but join join the group join it that's where we went live about a month ago on there and i guess i could say their names i mean it's on here anyways norman to cube said several years ago i was working for the ambulance crew in my community where we called to check out someone complaining of pain well after checking them out it was serious enough to be taken to the hospital 
we began our transport, roughly an hour and a half long, during the later afternoon. Since the person was incarcerated, we had several personal in the ambulance with us, including a corrections officer and a police officer, along with the EMT partner in the back, and I was driving. About half an hour later, the patient began to scream, and I could hear everyone wrestling in the back of the ambulance. I kept going, and I remember hearing the devil is outside. He's following us. Ten minutes later, we drove into a freak rainstorm. It was bad. You could only see about an inch behind the wipers when it was set to high. But I remember lighting, but I remember lightning striking near the road, right in front of the ambulance, maybe about 10 off the pavement. During the quick flash, I remember seeing the outline of a person standing, uh, hold on. person standing right where the lightning hit. I managed to keep the ambulance on the road and continue as I hear my partner screaming for me to hurry. Fifteen minutes later, we came across a flash flood as we descended, descended the canyon. My partner and I, my partner and I, were stunned since this was the first time seeing a flood here. But she told me to chance it since it was getting bad in the back of the ambulance. So I drove as fast as I could and we made it across the flood. The rain continued, but it felt more like a normal transport from there. After arriving at the hospital, I noticed the officers and my partner were pale. My partner wanted to leave immediately, so he headed so he headed back to town. And when we passed the flooded area, it was completely dry. No wet roads or vegeta- vegetation like it had no moisture in months. My partner urged me to continue while she prayed, repeatedly asking me if there, were, if there really was a flood there. I still remember it. The officer later agreed that there was a flood there and were completely confused when they finally returned home too. All this coincidentally happened Halloween night. Mm. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Norman, for that story on Res Story Ghost Stories from the Res. Mado, Mado. Man. I've got a dang, Well got, before you how come why do you think crazy stuff like that happens on Halloween night or day or whatever? Um well that's a good question. You know, the thing I always think, you know, again, you know, a lot of this stuff is it's active when you're open, you know, when you're acknowledging or when you're kind of aware of things, you know, again, this stuff can happen anytime, day or night, you know, any time of the year. It doesn't have to be Halloween, but mm-hmm. around Halloween, you know, people start telling ghost stories. People are more aware of, uh, you know, supernatural things. And so to me, you know, it only makes sense that, you know, that this time of the year is when you get the most activity. You know, this year, you know, I've, I've been doing spooky story events for over 35 years, you know, 38 years, you know, and, and you know, you know, I always get a good turnout, you know, uh, but. This past year, I mean, I've been getting a 
lot more turnouts, a lot more stories. People are more more willing to get up and and tell these things. And to me, that kind of you know, I don't know. He say it brings more of those things around. You know, for example, you know, this year I've done a lot of shows, and every one of my shows uh, lately. Um, I've had something super weird happen, you know, just out of the ordinary, you know, and you can't help but just call those paranormal things, you know, can't say it's really a ghost. You can't really say it's by chance, you know, or luck or, or bad luck or what, but you know, some of these things, you know, uh, I've been doing and, you know, things have been happening. And, you know, I don't know if it's because people are more aware or maybe somebody's just witching me. I don't know. But, you know, again, I've just been having some super weird stuff happen at these shows. And um, uh, I don't know. It just it, to me, it's just uh, uh, just for example, this is probably one of the most weird things that I've had happen just recently. I went to that first American museum mm -hmm. up there in Oklahoma city. And, you know, we had a, a pretty good crowd there and, you know, everybody was in good spirits, I guess you might say, but also, you know, you know, there was a, uh, a lot of stuff around that was, you know, normally I don't do those kind of shows, but, you know, I, I didn't really know, you know, that stuff was going to be there, you know, but, you know, anyway, I went on with the show and, you know, right when I started, I wear all these, you know, medallions, you know, to kind of, you know, help promote our native artists, you know, and one of the artists that makes my medallions, you know, she's always, even like the one I got on right now, you know, she made this one, uh, Reagan McDonald and, that one, I was, right when I got started, you know, I was telling them, all right, we're getting ready to begin. And right when I said that, my medallion just, like someone just grabbed it and ripped it off my neck and threw it across the stage. And, <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't just fall, it flew. And so, and, you know, I had mic in one hand and the other one you know i always talk with my hands when i'm at these shows and so i was you know my hands were away from my neck but that thing just flew off you know and i tell you what everybody was just looking at me like you know and you know of course i joked you know i said i guess the spirits you know are here too you know they're getting to be active and by that time our PA system just went went completely dead. You know, and this is this isn't no PA system that you you know you got from anywhere. This this is from a museum. They've got state of the art IT people and mm -hmm. sound people, and you know, <laughs> and uh, we were having a lot of difficulty with our PA system, and nobody could figure it out. You know what what was going on here so anyway make a long story short you know to answer your question i think it's just because people are more aware you know at this event you know uh soon as that happened with my 
medallion. I don't know, maybe, you know, people fed more fear into the room, which caused, you know, them to have more juice. Mm -hmm. And when they got more juice, you know, of course they can, you know, make all kinds of batteries and energy just drain. And so, you know, I've had weird things like that happen too, you know, it's just, I don't know, kind of crazy time. But, you know, to answer your question, I think because people are telling stories and, and now that you got all these ghost shows and podcasts and, you know, people are starting to realize that these things are around. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's more awareness now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember even when we did that uh, investigation, Cody and Joe were terrified mm. and that made a lot more uh that made them do a lot more stuff like with the flame or the, the light balls you had and then i don't know i could feel something there too when we're at that museum but i just i don't know i didn't let it get to me because mm. i knew cody and joe were like were already scared so because <laughs> i remember hearing them just like Oh, they're asking each other something. They're being they're like, shh, be quiet. <laughs> Don't be saying that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, where else did we go? Oh, and then we went to Osage Nation uh, in Fairfax. We did that one. And then, we didn't really find anything in my brother's house. Or my brother's father-in-law's house. But we did have, you know, some of those things going off here mm-hmm. and there. I mean, and, sure. you, know, yeah. you know, again, if they had experience there, then that's all that needs to be said. You know, whether mm-hmm. our equipment goes off or what, you know, they had their own experience. Nobody can take that away from them, you know. And sometimes it's like that, you know. You, you might go into a famous haunted house and, you know, you may not catch anything. You know, and, you know, or you might have an experience and not get it recorded on anything, whether it's audio or video, you know. And again, it's how those spirits want to communicate with you. So, you know, whether you catch, you know, true evidence, as long as you know what has happened, then that's all that really matters. You know, that's what truly should be not for viewing or, you know. Because they're trying to communicate with you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as long as they are able to do that, then count it a plus. We're just afraid of Scott. Oh. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Scott coming there and kicking around. Oh. <laughs> they're like, he's here. God. Act right. <laughs> so, or he'll take his shoes off. God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah. Uh, what? I, oh, yeah. About the Halloween night. Yeah, that's true too. Because now, like you said, there's all kind of stuff now. There's scary stories on YouTube. Mm. There's TikTok with all these different people telling stories on TikTok. There's podcasts. There's TV shows. There's just people out and about going ghost hunting, like mm. going live or recording it and putting it up and. Yeah, I mean, sit back and think about it. There's a lot of stuff that 
how they're just brought up into the internet, I guess. The web mm-hmm. of the world. They're all brought up and everybody's hearing it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's listening to it. And they're speaking it and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a lot stronger now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since it's everywhere. I've got a story from... Uh, they want to be anonymous. But hold on. My phone keeps acting up every time I... Ooh. And, and see, that's why I, I keep saying, you know, sometimes these things just, I don't know. Well, even the person that told that story, that sent that story to you, their phone, she said her phone was messing up, remember? Yeah. This is from an anonymous, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it. I was showing a house in an area one day, and I just felt there was something in it. This one room was darker than it should have been with the sunlight that was coming in. Like the light didn't reach the room, if that makes sense. So after the walkthrough inside, we go down to the basement and I, I'm, I'm taking pictures because it's a creepy basement. I had about 40% battery. We hadn't been there 15 minutes and my phone battery just drains in the basement. Phone dies, well the lock box requires a phone app to work so i'm out front with my phone on the charger and my client is chatting to me while i face the house i look on the front porch and this figure appears it looked like you were to look through running water you can see through the other side but there's that filmy view through the water it was telling me, yep, that was me. I took It took me a good 15 minutes to get a charge enough to open that box. And that happened on Halloween day. <laughs> All these Halloween stories. I got a story from a Charlotte from Fort Peck Reservation. She's uh, talking about how when her and her cousins went there was four of them they went uh, trick-or-treating i guess on the reservation and uh they were uh pretty young you know and they was walking around and they uh went from house to house but you know towards the end of the night you know when it was getting late they pretty much hit all the houses and people were starting to turn their lights off and um they had already made it to the other ended their reservation so they had to walk back you know after collecting all that candy and they 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 were seemed to be the only ones out on that road and they were walking back you know and they said uh uh they could start they start hearing something behind them walking along with them you could hear it in the leaves and when they stopped it stopped and they all turned around, looked around, to see, you know, if they could see what it was, you know, and there was nothing there. And they said they walked a little bit further, and it sounded like it was getting closer and closer to them. They stopped, and it stopped. They turned around, they looked, and they didn't see anything. And so they started talking amongst themselves, and they said, well, Let's just get to the house, and then, you know, we'll tell Uncle. And, 
you know, maybe he'll do something. Maybe someone's following us or playing a trick on us. So they walk a little bit further, closer to their house. They're they're walking a lot faster. But they could hear this thing walking behind them, and it's staying right with them. And they said they they were probably, you know, uh, a few, just a little ways from their house. They could see their house from where they were standing. And they began to hear a loud whistle. And it whistled, and it sounded like it went right between them, all four of them. And they looked around, and they didn't see anything. And they looked at each other, and at the same moment, they all just darted off towards that house. They ran as fast as they can could. And they got onto the porch, and they could hear that thing still running. And they looked, and there was nothing there, but they could still hear it. And by that time, they all just op- opened that front door and jumped in their mom and their uncle was sitting there watching tv and uh, of course you know they told them what happened and you know and they was all scared and stuff so that uncle got up and went out there and looked around and he said oh it's probably just y'all's imagination but you know you guys Bring your candy over here. So, anyway, they they was tired and you know they they was still kind of freaked out. So they all went you know to her room and you know they was still kind of talking about that. You know they said, "Man, that was scary." You know, I don't know what it was, but we I didn't see nothing. They were all describing that you know they they heard it, but they didn't see anything. And anyway. Uh, they all, you know, tried to forget about things and, you know, they start, you know, uh, counting up their candy and, you know, starting to, you know, think about, you know, what they're going to do with all that candy, you know. And so anyway, make a long story short, you know, they all, I guess, finally, you know, fell asleep, you know, and <clears throat> one of the girls said, uh, she woke up m- middle of the night and, uh, she saw someone looking through her window. It was a figure standing outside her window. And she woke those other girls up. And they all looked and they all saw the same thing. And one of them took off and got her mom. And her mom, I guess, got the uncle. And they all come in that room. And So anyway, they ended up smudging the place you know saying you know whatever it was must have followed them back so anyway that was their halloween story dang yeah stuff like that like that no just ah. <laughs> give me a hard tag <laughs> nephew ah. <laughs> scary story all right let's hear it from october 28 2023 k-u beating o-u god no, oh. 
Dang it. Just kidding. Just kidding, OU fans. Just kidding. Heart, heart, heartbreak loss yesterday. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was telling Chris, I'm going to tell that real scary KUOU game sto- uh, Halloween story. This uh, story is from uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Anyway, uh, they said um, they were, uh, this happened a few years back. And uh, anyway, they said, um, you know, they got off work. They had to work Halloween. They got off work and, you know, they wanted to do something kind of, you know, do something festivity, I guess, Halloween festivity. Anyway, uh, they uh, rented uh, or got these scary movies and, you know, they started watching these scary movies and, you know, uh, you know, he was by his by himself, you know, at home and, you know, he's watching all these scary movies and, you know, in his neighborhood, you know, there's, it's a, not too many kids come by or anything like that. So, you know, it was already late. So, you know, nobody had really come by since he got off work. So he went ahead and turned the lights off and went laid down, you know, going to sleep, you know, to, you know, to this scary movie. And anyway, he said, uh, he heard someone walking on his hallway floor. He had wooden hallway floors. And he heard someone walking. And uh, he thought, wow, I wonder what that, you know, what that is. You know, it might be somebody broke in, you know. So he reached for his, uh, uh, what we call it, nightstand. You know, and he had a gun in there, you know, so in case he had an intruder. So he pulled that gun out and uh, he went walking through the house, you know, saying, if anybody's here, you know, I'm armed and I'm ready to use it, you know. And anyway, there wasn't nothing there. And he said, well, maybe I'm just, you know, freaking myself out from watching all these scary movies, you know, and stuff. So. He goes back, puts his gun back up, turns the TV off, and uh, he said, well, I'm going to leave the light on, you know, and he said, you know, I'm kind of freaked out and whatnot, so he left the light on, he went and laid down, and I guess he fell asleep, and uh, he woke up, and he heard someone talking in his room, you know, and you know, he still had his eyes shut. So he opened his eyes real quick to see who it might be. And the lights were off. And so he jumped off his bed, turned lights on. Then, you know, of course, he got that gun, walked walked around, seeing if he seen anything. But he didn't, he didn't find anything. And he stayed up the rest of the night. And that was on the Halloween night, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> I like stories like that. that, man. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I mean, like, just thinking about somebody talking when you wake up and you're alone and it's pitch black. I mean, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably go back to sleep. <laughs> Damn. Probably be like, oh, well, I don't know where anybody's at, so. <laughs> he said he swore, you know, he, he was freaked out when he went to sleep, you know, the yeah. first go around. 
that's why he left those lights on. And he said when he heard that voice and he woke up and he opened his eyes, it was it was dark. Did he remember like what they were saying? Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. just somebody talking. Yeah, someone talking. He didn't know. He wasn't. You know, he was just fresh at waking up and stuff. So mm-hmm. I would have liked to know if he was like in a rough area or what, because you know he said he had that gun in his uh, nightstand. So I don't know. Maybe that area he lives hmm. in is pretty rugged. I don't know, but man, yeah, that's that'd be yeah, that'd be terrifying to wake up just alone and. I don't know, sometimes, like, I don't know if it happens to you, but do you ever hear, like, I don't know if I'm dreaming it or if it's something messing with me. Might be, but it's, like, a loud note, like, something will drop in my, I'll hear it and I'll wake up. And it sounds like something out here that drops, like, not out here, but in our room, and I'll wake up. I might just be too tired, though. I might just be messing with myself, but it'll drop like a book will drop on the ground or something and I'll pop up and then I'll look around and nothing's on the ground or nothing, but there's like nothing. We have carpet, so it wouldn't be like a smack on the ground Hmm. and I'll look around and everybody's still be asleep. (laughs) I'll be the only one that hears it. Hmm. I don't know. I think you might need to smoke that room off or something, but nope. No. <laughs> That's up to you, nephew. No. Hmm, what do you think? Oh. <laughs> you know the the thing I was wanting to say, you know, too about, you know, Halloween, you know, you had asked that before, you know, why you think it's active or what, but, you know, the thing about Halloween, there's, you know, a lot of different people that look at it different ways, and, you know, I I always hear people talk about the creation or the origin of Halloween, that it was pagan holiday, and, you know, all that stuff, and, which I'm not disagreeing or agreeing or, or what. I'm just saying, you know, everybody has a belief about, you know, this time of the year. And, you know, talking about Native Americans, you know, Native tribes that are here in, you know, in the United States, you know, we all had, you know, different times of the year that, you know, that ancient belief of spirits coming around, you know, and, you know, some tribes always said, you know, on that first snow, that's when they're allowed to tell these booger stories, you know, stuff like that, because they believe during winter time that's kind of their season to come and and you know uh, communicate with us. So, you know, you got the Hispanics. You know, they have what the Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. You know, and they celebrate. You know, again, they talk and. They give out, you know, food for people that passed on, you know, and and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not just, you know, a white person's thing, you know, but a lot of these tribes, a lot of these ancient people, they had, you know, certain times of the year that these things were active, that things, you know, took place like this. This was the time that, you know, if you wanted to communicate with someone that's on the other side, this would be the time to do it, 
you know, so, you know, again, you know, uh, I know Halloween, you know, everybody pretty much considers that, you know, uh, a pagan holiday or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, for natives, you know, they had, you know, entities that came around a certain time of the year, you know, and, and one of those beings <clears throat> is, you know, mainly like a, how you say, a northern, northern style entity. You know, uh, he was named Sharp Elbows. And he's not that guy that's got those real ashy elbows. He was a real, <laughs> real entity, you know. And, you know, they say, you know, this was his time of the year. But, you know, again, you know, so, some of the tribes, they believe that this entity was the one that caused miscarriages, you know. And that thing would go after children and women, pregnant women. And so, you know, they they used to say, you know, during this time, if you had a pregnant woman or, or a newborn child, this is the time of year that you take good care of them. And there's certain things that you were supposed to do to keep this being away. And so, you know, this is his season, you know. So there was other entities out there that I don't want to mention. But, you know, again, this is the time of the year that those things come around. So, you know, again, you know, with Native Americans, you know, we always had spooky stories. We always had, you know, something and it taught us lessons and also protected us. You know, sometimes on some of some things, you know, you should listen to, you know, you know, you should know about these things. You know, and, and that's the beauty of this podcast, you know, getting that kind of information out and, you know, maybe might help somebody. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Before we end it, I was going to ask, uh, are you afraid of clowns? Not the leaders we called out. Oh. <laughs> so I work with a lot of clowns. So I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I, again, you know. <laughs> Sometimes those clowns can freak me out. It, you know, it just depends, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, there's a... Well, I was going to tell you last night, but it got rained out. Um, there's a a haunted house type of... It's a, it's called Clown Purgatory. Mm. And it's with these uh, workers I used to work with at uh, a casino. And I would say RSE. But I, I used to work with them over there. And they, they've been doing that for a long time now. It's a free haunted house and... They all dressed up as like some type of clown, like killer clowns from outer space or uh, some type of scary clown. And it's mm. just like a haunted house they make or they made and it's behind uh, somebody. <laughs> I thought I heard I thought I heard somebody outside God. screaming around. But no, it's like a house. They it's like a haunted house they made behind their house. And I mean, it's it's pretty legit. I mean, you go through it and then there's just clowns hiding everywhere and they jump out and scare you. So, you know, you said about clowns and I said, of course, you know, it depends, you know, mm-hmm. you know, some tribes, they have those things, you yeah. know, like those Apaches and those Pueblos, they have those kind of clowns and those are pretty scary. You know, I'll admit to that, you know, that's, you know, I, I've seen them, you know, out in the streets and, you know, I, I hear the stories behind these things, you know, and. I don't know, those can be pretty, 
pretty darn scary. So, but did you have any more stories, Chris? No, I think that's about it. I think yeah. I, I told all the ones that I can tell. Okay. All right then. Well, we're gonna go ahead and cut it right here. So happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Yep. Happy Halloween. Have a good, safe night out. Whatever you do, be safe out there. And if you have a paranormal experience that night, please send that in to us. Yes. If anything happens that night, let us know. Send it in to me, Chris, uh, or a DM for Spirit Talkers on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, let them know where to follow you, Chris. You can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube as Christopher Honka Hill, and on Facebook, Christopher Hill. Mado. Uh, follow me at Okie Podcast at Rustmus49. Uh, also, follow Spirit Talkers wherever you listen to, wherever you listen to podcasts. Spirit Talkers is available. Uh, follow Spirit Talkers on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I believe we still have for Pendleton, Maine. Those shirts he said he gave us. So thank you, Pendleton, Maine, for those oh, yeah. shirts. Oh yeah, Mado. Thank you for those shirts. We appreciate them. Uh, Chris got the which one did you get? The Bigfoot aim one, mm-hmm. and then the Deadly Uncle. Yeah, I think is what you got. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> no. Go to PendletonMaine.com and use Spirit Pod in all caps. For a 10% discount on all your merch. So go there. Support Pendleton, Maine. And get you some merch. We got some cool shirts that he made. Uh, kind of like Goosebumps type stuff. Like covers. And they're pretty cool. So everybody go buy a shirt. Get a shirt. Okay, so we just got a story on that. Ghost stories from the res. Let me read it real quick. Yeah. So this is Barbara Bundy. I did not believe in spirits until I witnessed something strange myself. My guy and I were sitting at the Alibi Alibi Bar. We were the only two in there besides the bartender. She went back to the cooler. All of a sudden, the plaque that was sitting on the shelf behind the bar was forcefully thrown, hitting the bar in front of it and falling to the floor. It was definitely thrown by something very forcefully. This was in broad daylight Mm. on Halloween. Awesome. Yep. Just we just got through talking about stuff being thrown around, mm. like Chris's medallion. Yeah. Also, we were talking about a uh, Spirit Talkers podcast live shows, and so if you would like to book us anywhere, let us know. Basically, what we do here, we talk about a topic in front of an audience, and to even have audience people tell their stories live right there. And then even ask questions at the end. So let us know. I'm trying to get booked up for that before I get real busy. And Chris probably gets busy too. So we'll set out some dates and let us know. Bring us to your tribe, your event centers, wherever. And I think that's it. Yeah. So until next time, everybody, keep that smudge up.